You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Okay, so take two. We just recorded the whole intro and um, nothing happened. Now it is happening. We can see a waveform. All right, so Sid Talk, uh, before the after the show discussion is, she's got a cold... So if she sounds weird and uh, coughs... I sound nasally and like it's really itchy coming up. So every word kind of forces the need to clear my throat. So I'm trying really hard to do the really deep radio But if there are any loud coughs, I will edit them out. So people who are listening, don't tune out. You won't get any coughs into your... uh... And I'll try really hard not to (laughs) wheeze. All right. So it is... The first after the show of 2014. This is Saturday, January the 4th, 2014. And it is after the show number 308. I got the number wrong last week. Correct. I think I called it 308 last week. I don't remember if you said 306 or 308. I said whatever the number was. I didn't change it, so I'm like Ron Burgundy. I read what's on the sheet. But it's actually 308. And you fill in the sheet, so that's doubly weird. So the movie we're looking at this week is Kick-Ass 2. It's a 2013 movie released on Blu-ray just before Christmas. You can pick it up from the 17th in North America. It's rated R, and it's from our friends at Universal. We Just on a side note, we've seen Kick-Ass, the original. I loved it. We didn't review it on this show. Um, I loved it. And we re-watched it this week, actually, so we could be fresh at watching them both. I'm glad we did. And the tagline to this movie, before we go into the synopsis, is You Can't Fight Your Destiny. Sid Talk, what's the synopsis of Kick-Ass 2? Really? You want me to force it? Okay. Synopsis is... Hit Girl is basically dropping out of the game. Superheroes get more superheroes. Bad guys are more... There's more bad guys. And the kid from the last one, who's a real asshole, is a bigger asshole this time. That's my synopsis. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, is he called Christopher in the... Yeah. In the, yeah. Um, no. No, he's, yeah. the actor's called Christopher. I think it is. Is it? Yeah, I think. Anyway, yes, it's the continuation of Kick-Ass. Um, let's, let's just start with what did you think of the original Kick-Ass? And um, when we watched it, we've watched it... Tw- you, I've watched it many times. You've watched it twice. When we watched it, I think you might have liked it differently this time. I liked a few things more. I still, I just don't get boys' love of extreme violence, even if you're saying, well, this guy is a complete horrible human being and we have to bring him down, however, whatever it takes. I still, I wince at it sometimes. Not because I'm not, like, mushy-gushy or anything, but it's so unnecessary. All it does is get your dick hard for, like, violence and shit, and I don't get that. But if I tone that down in my mind, I just think it's a really, like, kind of story you know you want to root for the good people in the world and bring the bad people down it's just the way it's done is a little bit clearly vigilante yeah for people who don't know what the original kick-ass was about it was a different take on superhero story whereas a you know the superheroes of the thing are (coughs) people who are not superheroes, they're just average people who put on suits and try and um, fight crime. So they're like vigilantes, that's what they are. So it's just, you know, this dude kick-ass, puts on a suit, 
No those. one has superpowers or anything. They just learn to fight and use Put, guns and puts knives. on this wetsuit he orders on the internet, goes out on the town and tries to, you know, be good and stop bad things happening. And that's So that idea I love. Yeah, I, I really like the uh, thing in the first one where they start talking in the coffee shop in the comic shop and they say, Why do people want to be Paris Hilton? But they don't want to be a superhero. And why why aren't people superheroes people love superheroes why yeah. doesn't somebody try it and I was thinking when I was watching that why don't they we, well, why dangerous. do we never hear it I mean why do we never hear some lunatic do it because it's dangerous like the first movie starts off with this dude jumping off a building thinking he can fly well that's because a lot of people would die correct but I mean why doesn't I mean we we've had like vig- vigilante type people you could say, what are those guys on the subway in the um, in New York? The Guardian Angels? Black Panthers. And the Guardian Angels. They they were in the 80s huge. They're still around, actually. Because they were on Howard Stern. I don't know about the Black Panthers. They're not vigilantes, but they're... Well, they're going to be standing there if some dickhead tries to pick right. on you in the subway and then beat True. the shit out and of they him. Will, well, maybe not beat the shit out of him, but at least... Protect you. Stop the thing happening and report them to the authorities. And the reason people yeah. don't do that is it's dangerous. And I would do it. I've stepped into fights between a man and a woman. I've stepped into fights between teenage boys. I've stepped into fight between two women. I've stopped fights in a bar because it was a bartender and two guys were, you know, chesting up to each other like a couple of fuckheads. You know, oh yeah, oh yeah. And so I don't have a problem putting myself in that. Now, nobody's ever had a gun or a knife or anything, so I don't know about that. But in terms of, like, not standing by, I I I don't have that stop sign in my brain sometimes. What I liked about the original one was it showed you straight up, though, that this is a dangerous thing, don't do it. Because it's not like Kick-Ass is this, like, ultimate hero and he goes out and, and he's amazing. Even in this movie... There's gets, safety in numbers, basically. Yeah, he gets his ass kicked in this movie and in that movie. So, let's move on to this movie, Kick-Ass 2. So, it's the continuation. It's actually based on Mark Miller's comic. And I've read the comic. And aside from a few differences, and a very few, um, one of the main differences is uh, Jim Carrey's character. Uh, he's called in, in the movie... What's it? It's Colonel Stars and Stripes. In the comic book, he's two guys, the brothers, and mm. it's Colonel Stars and Colonel Stripes, and they both. So mm. they've kind of combined him into this one character. I liked him. I yeah. always liked Jim Carrey. Uh, and in the book, there's a very, very disturbing rape sequence, and it goes on for about four pages, and it's really not gr- involving Captain Stars and Stripes. No, 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 it's involving else a girl different. and some bad, bad guys, and it's really graphic and quite horrible. I get but it's the to make a that point. The like, guy that wants that writes this stuff wants the bad guys to come be off horrible. be so horrible that good people are moved to put themselves in harm way. Like, you know, and that's what does it, isn't it? When you deal when you hurt somebody's parents yep. or their girlfriend, with wife, with their children. And when you, you know, um, we have all of that going on. When you read the comic and you get to that area in the in the comic and you read that bit, it you have a feeling of, this has to be stopped now. It's, right. It really puts it in you. And there's also those characters, and they're in the comic, and they're in this uh, movie. When there's, What's happened in Kick-Ass 2 is, there ain't just hip girl and Kick-Ass. Other people have come out and said, oh, we're going to be superheroes. And you know the two who have lost their mm-hmm. son? Yeah. They're just a, 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 a couple of parents who've lost the son. 
Like their son went missing and right, the police and then, never did anything to no, find No, and him. they're the kind of people you might see walking around and they've got a t-shirt with the picture of the son's face yeah, on Yeah, and they're the ones that you see like when you go on vacation at a resort and they come off the bus with a... No, no. I'm not talking about that. I mean, they're the type of characters who will come off the bus with the whole group of tourists with the tag around their neck and the thing on their wrist and like they're very whitewashed American, you know, middle class... Like she's got kind of frumpy sweatsuit on, and you know that kind of. And they're a pair. They're a pair of characters. They're not kick ass at all. In the comic, where you're like, you know, people really need to get justice. Like it's. So and the thing is, that's how real life is. There are horrible things that happen to people, done by other people every day. So I'd read both comics, Kick Ass, Kick Ass Two. I've actually read Hit Girl as well, which is like Hit Girl's origin story, which I don't know if it'll get made into a movie. Maybe it will. Um, and Kick-Ass 2, Kick-Ass 1 is really a lot of fun, I found. In the, I'm thinking about the comics, even the movie. And Kick-Ass 2 is a way darker thing. Like way darker. Way darker. And it's almost like The Empire Strikes Back in Star Wars. It's like the middle film that is, like, evil. Absolutely. And I think the, the film really pulls that off. Even though it's got that kind of, like, fun kind of spirit of the original one, it's still super violent. Um comic booky like not it's not very realistic it's very Mm-mm. silly kind of like and that's the difference that. between this and something like an iron man where when he makes bad guys or when they make bad guys for iron man or those movies it's gritty and trying less to be, comic the new all yeah, the new, trying the new to be batman real all, yeah where in this one everything is colorful and their outfits are weird and and they use comic um, framing yeah. and sometimes bubbles and people you know it's it's very clear it's an homage to a comic book so I think it kind of... Sometimes I'm watching Kick-Ass 2 and I'm like, this is so gratuitous. It, it, the violence level is really high and I'm no prude either. And I love Tarantino movies and this is yep. obviously stems from that kind of thing. But because of its like kind of ridiculous tone, like its silly tone, it's I like it, you know? It, mm-hmm. it doesn't leave me with a bad taste. If you read the comic book of Kick-Ass 2, I think you would have a bad taste. It's a lot more... It's right. violent and it's mean-spirited in a way. This isn't because I think the message of this, like the overall message, is a positive message. I know it involves like... Make the world a better place. They said it about five times in this movie. Yeah, make the world did. a better place. Make the world a better place. I just want to make the world a better place. They might have said it ten times. Now, I was thinking like Kick-Ass 2 would be like... Um, I loved the first one. I really, really love it. I love it. And I was thinking, they can't follow it up. Like, they're all a bit older. It's But I found myself really enjoyed this, like, a lot. Like, there was enough new things in it to, you know, making them, oh, you're not alone. There's all these other people. It made it a lot different, in a way. The bad guy was funny, but, like, horrible at the same time. Like, I, I do like that guy. I don't like him at all. I do because it's so... I don't like the actor. I don't like the character at all. So I just hate every time he's talking. No, I really liked him. I just like the goofiness of it all. Like, it's this goofy... He doesn't know what he's doing. He's he's on some kind of revenge thing for the first movie. But what's his... You know, he's just lost it. Like, I, I liked... I, I liked the bad guy. I liked the team of bad guys that he put together. One in particular, Mother Russia, who was... The scene. He, he was putting together a team of super villains. Super villains. Yeah. Um, and he's got this 
Russian chick who apparently ate somebody in a prison cell. And she's... Um, the scene where... Her scene, basically, the action scene that involves her, it was insane and so good. Two of them. Well, yeah. three, actually. I'm talking no, the one two. with the cop cars in the yeah. cul-de-sac. Like, it was just... It was like it stepped off the comic pages, because it's as crazy as that. Um, and I think the biggest thing for this movie, like, even the end scene, the there's a big end scene, it's worth watching for that alone. It was just really fun. It was like... It's super violent, but it's fun, but it's like what this movie's about, like the... It's not as fun as I think you think it is. Getting your... It, it's a, it, To me, it's fun in the way of the end scene of Kill Bill is fun. The end scene of Kill Bill is the most violent, crazy thing you've ever seen, right? I don't know if it's that. It's just bloody. It's really bloody, and people are just dying, and, it, and it's blood, and it's crazy. But it's... I consider that less violent. Yeah, but it's not very... I find it really violent, Kill Bill, at the end. But it's got this comic tone to it, like comic book slash, you know, samurai movie or whatever, that makes it feel less real. Like, it's kind of silly. And this has the same thing. I mean, there's a battle here that's similar. It felt like a Kill Bill battle. It could have ended by three minutes earlier for me. For you, always. (laughs) But I really wanted more of it. In fact, if I had to complain about this movie, anything. Like, I've got two things. One, it feels like it's too fast. Like, there isn't enough time to do everything. It felt like it's like 90 minutes, but it felt like it could do with like half an hour more because there's a lot of... I've read the comic, obviously. There's a lot of other stuff. I don't want to spoil anything, but there's a really emotional moment that they really dispose of very quickly in this movie. Like, mm. um, it's it's quick. It's it, There's no time to... Re- no resonance to it. Like, because you're like, oh, and then it's on. With yeah. It. In the book, they kind of dwell on it a little bit. Makes you feel... Also, bit. they didn't need to go into all the Mean Girl stuff. That could have been so mean, much that's shorter. The, that's my other thing. The, there's a Mean Girl part where, you know, hit girls... She's learning that she's not going to belong in the real world. Right, like, so she's like, I'll, I'll try and give this not being a superhero a try, so I'll just try and fit in with people at school. She fits in with a bunch of Mean Girls, and then ultimately gets some revenge on them. Now, the actual scene where she's getting the revenge on them, it's... It, I know this movie it does have silliness, but it's almost like a Too miss, much. like a complete miss. Absolutely. Like... Too much. Yeah, yeah not... It could have been more subtle and you would, it it would have, have yeah. had more it just seemed It just seemed a bit out of place Absolutely. and very silly looking. It looks silly. Like, it, it, you know, I know they were trying to be, oh, we don't want to be too horrible on these. She even... Says mm. in dialogue, you know, I didn't hurt them, I gave them a... Bad tummy. Yeah, so, it, you know, they, they were just trying to be, well, she's not that mean, so... But still, it missed for me completely. It was like a misfire. It was just the special effect thing was bad, that's yeah. all. And there are some, there's some bad green screen, and there's one particular. The van scene in particular, it was distracting me, like it was bad. But th- that's it. So I, I, I just thought it was... It went by too short, so when it had ended, I was like, oh, really, is that it? Because I wanted more of it. Um, so that's not really a complaint, is it? No. It's just I want more because I liked it. <laughs> so that's not a complaint. No. So, yeah, that's it for me. I totally enjoyed it. I'd like to see more Kick-Ass. Uh, there is, obviously, more. There's a third book, a third series of books, you know, six issues. They're only very short series, six issues a piece. Like, 
I would like to see more when they're a bit more grown up. Maybe visit it in ten years' time instead, like when they're way older. To, um, but yeah, overall, totally. When they it. have kids to have threatened and par- and siblings and uh, spouses to be threatened, yeah, that's very original. <laughs> well, I don't know what you could be, but I'm talking like you know, don't visit it. Fit girl has a baby in, in the next years. ten years. Somebody's going to threaten that baby. Yeah, and Kickass is going to save it. So let's move on to the well, cast. Probably not. She'll probably save it herself. True. Yeah, well, she's the most capable of everybody, in my opinion. Like, that's how yeah. she's portrayed. She's the... Mother Russia might be the only person who could put up a fight with her. But, you know. So, Aaron Taylor-Johnson plays Kick-Ass again. Um, do you have any complaints about him? Yeah, I hate that voice. It's really fucking annoying. His well, American voice. I just, uh, well, gee, I don't want to... Yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. Every word that he says. I'm the opposite. I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't recognize. Wow. Like, he's a British guy, and he does an American accent. Like, the best American accent. But he I- does this, like, young boy voice most of the time. Like this. He doesn't sound like that to me. He does, though. He I like him. him. I think he's really good. I think I he, like him. Yeah, emotionally. Voice. The emotional scenes he does why in this one. Why couldn't he just be British? I think they want it... Well, we know why. Because we watched the extras for the first movie, and... He wanted it to be a big American movie and not a British oh, um, true. small movie. That was the idea. Yeah, but he still could have been British. But then he said we went and cast a bunch. We went to America to cast a bunch of people, and the best person who watched him was this British dude. <laughs> so it was a weird. That's why. Um, I really like him. I thought he he was better in this one a lot. He really bulked up like like a superhero. Like I mean, I think they touched him up a bit, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, He's um, grown for three years too. Remember? Yeah. Um, I really like him. I don't know him. Uh, I, the, I didn't put down his friends uh, in this list, Ugh. but one of the friends, they changed him for another actor, which was like... And the other friend is one of those people I freaking hate. No, I like that guy. Oh my god. A lot. He was in The Girl Next Door or something. Ugh. Um, no, I do Ugh. like that guy. That was horrible. I mean, I don't like that character. Not the guy. Right, right, right. That smart-ass... Like nerdy. Late teen. No, he's not even nerdy. He's like just a smart ass and has a sarcastic thing to say about everything. I think he's similar to Jonah Hill, so you probably... Like, exactly. Like Jonah Hill in Superbad when he was younger. Always making the comments. No, I like that actor, um, and I'm glad he was in it, but the other guy, they just swapped him out with somebody else who kind of looks like him, but doesn't... It was weird. It was a bit weird, yeah. Uh, and then they also nix the uh, girlfriend, super um, yeah. kick-ass's girlfriend kind of... Had her in the movie, but then, like, got rid of her. Explained why. <laughs> yeah, it was really pointless. Way. They could have just done that off camera. Yeah. They could have just, so oh, we split up on his voiceover at the beginning. I split up and blah, blah, blah. So it was all a bit of a, I was like, why even do that? Because you introduce her and then, she, well, how long was she in it? Oh, like one scene. <laughs> yeah, well, like a minute. <laughs> yeah, and then she had another scene cut. Yeah, so, um... Chloe Grace Moretz plays Hit Girl. Well, just not just why so I can point this out. All the young people in this movie have three freaking names. I know that too. I know that too. I know that that's like I'm gonna have my mom and my well. Whenever your mom and your dad named you, they were being very hip and very cool and naming you with a dash. But I don't know why I find it obnoxious. Just pick one. Pick your mom's maiden name or pick your dad's name. In I England, mean, we call that a double-barreled surname. Yeah. And it doesn't... I mean, if it was already that, you know, like, for 150 years or whatever, but when all of them have that, it looks generational to me. All these young people have that. So, Hit Girl, Chloe Grace Moretz, um, she's fantastic as Hit Girl. I... She's really... Obviously, she's grown up. Like, we just watched the first Kit Kat. She's like a... She is literally a little girl. I hope she hasn't got any bad habits. 
this, from this type of acting because she looks like if she could be really good at drama. Yeah. But this kind of like five years of this kind of acting can kind of affect you, can't it? Yeah. And the next movie she's in is the remake of Carrie as Carrie. So um, maybe that is different. You know, well, that is different, isn't it? It's a bit more. I mean, mature. she has a darkness to her that will work in there. But I mean, just a straight up drama, you know, where she's just. And it's so funny to see somebody grow up on screen because we just watched the original Kickass and Mark Strong's like literally holding her up. She's just a mm-hmm. little, like a five foot girl. And now she's a teenager. Yeah. Who, um, it, you know, she's grown like, what? A foot? <laughs> in what, two years? Two, two and a half That's years? That's what happens when you're that age. Yeah, it's funny to see it on screen. But um, in this, she's grown up acting as well, I think. She's a bit, she's definitely got more emotion. Um, mm. It's more of an emo- emotional film, though, isn't it? I mean, yes, the end of the original is emotional, but there's emotional stuff here that she has to deal with. Uh, I really liked her. Obviously, in the action scene, she's pretty bad. I'd like to see her in other things. Uh, Christopher Mintz Plass plays. The motherfucker, double barrel, double barrel, um, and we have to say he that was red mist in the original, and he's the motherfucker in this one. We, and twice is enough, I think, for the. What's really funny him. about is oh, he's, he's he's just called the he's called the MF as well, but uh, he's just called that like because it's no, there's an actual story behind why he's called it, which is kind of funny. <laughs> but um, and, it, and it also. Um, the reason he wears the suit he wears is kind of Okay. This is all from the book? Yeah. Ooh. Okay, I get what you're saying, and I don't even need to know what you're saying. (laughs) Um, So... So he... um, I liked him. I I really like him. I think he's a great yin and yang to the kick-ass thing. He's, He's... I like what they did with him. Like in the first one, you know, he's buddies with him uh, in a way. And then in this one, he's just a complete asshole uh, idiot. <laughs> I think he's too much like that other gar- character. Just a smart ass. He's like his dad, but a bit more Caricature. Wacky. Whereas the characters of Mindy and David aren't caricatures as themselves. Whereas he is a caricature all the time. Yeah. And that's annoying to me. I want him to just be... A little more, you know, grounded, and then go crazy with when he puts on the suit or something. But he's just crazy all the time. Yeah, Jim Carrey plays Colonel Stars and Stripes. Like I say, they kind of mished his two characters into one, so he's just this larger than life, literally a cartoon character on the screen, isn't he? The way he I bring, him. physically brought it, the character was. I didn't like his born again thing, but I understood it completely, and that he told the whole story of that character. There's a lot. There was some controversy around this film with Jim Carrey. He did the movie and then refused. Oh, yeah. He refused to do um, promotion. Promotion because he doesn't believe in violence. That was after the school shooting. After the school yeah. Shooting. So I think that's fair. Um, I mean, your your opinions of life change. Sometimes something rocks you, and you look back and go, "Oh, I don't want to support that. I have no problem with that whatsoever." But his character in the movie, even uh, even his Colonel Stars and Stripes, he's also got like this moral code of his own. Like he, yeah, but he's he'll a have violent. He's vigilante. violent, but he'll have a gun, but he doesn't load his gun. There's there's a bit of a mixed moral kind of, but he wants to, you know, he always makes it clear to, hey, we're going in here. These people, they fiddle with children right. and they mess with women. So it's very clear what, what we're doing. These are not good people. They need to get what's coming to them. So, and but yes, his scenes are violent. 
Um, yeah. But so, I think he does a fine job. I like Jim Carrey. I, would I do never, too. Sometimes, and, and, but I always I always back him. And because the first film's like literally like a group of unknown people and then Nicolas Cage is like the... It, it really fits. Like it's almost like Kick-Ass. Obviously, well, Nicolas Cage is not in this one. But it's interesting. And Jim Carrey's lit... In this movie, he's only on the screen for six minutes. But mm-hmm. he, he, but it feels like he's in it. Absolutely. It's not like a cameo or anything small. It feels like he's in it. So he did well with his six minutes. What about John Leguizamo? Did you put him? I put him. I thought he was uh, really good. I put Olga hmm. Kirkalina next, his mother, Russia. Uh, she's one of the supervillains. I said earlier, she's super badass. She's not an actress. She's a, she was a wrestler and a bodybuilder from Russia. They found her on Facebook somehow. They didn't explain how, but then they messaged her and she eventually got to be in the movie. But she's like... She's sort of the modern day Bridget. I was going to say, she's literally Ivan Drago's... Um, no, Bridget. Sly's ex-wife. The one that was on Big Brother. Yeah. Her. Yeah. She was the baddie in Beverly Hills Cop 2. Yeah, she was also in the Rocky movies. Um, was she? Ivan Drago's woman, wasn't she? I don't think so. I always thought she was. I don't know. Um, but yeah, she's literally a female Ivan Drago. She's this Russian character type. Um, she's got a, the hammer and sickle on her bra. She's, you know, she's a comic book character, but she's insanely tough. Like, she's violent. she just looks like solid super muscle. Super violent. <laughs> yeah, super violent. Um but she's excellent. Uh, I think you have to make it clear, too. This movie isn't to take your children to. Oh, it's R-rated. It doesn't matter. I'm saying do not show this to your children. People don't give a shit about the R-rating. But if I'm telling you, do not show this to children under, like, 18, 17 years old. Because it's really hard. You do not want your little seven-year-old doing that those moves on his little five-year-old sister. You do not. True. You don't want him to go in the bathroom and break a mirror and pick up a piece of glass... Go stab her in the chest. And then finally I'd put John Leg... Leguizamo. Leguizamo as... Javier? Xavier? Xavier? Javier? Um, Javier. Right. (laughs) I don't speak Spanish. Sorry, I don't speak Spanish. Yeah, but Um, I don't either. (laughs) I liked him. I thought he was like the most grounded person in the whole movie. Except for the dad of Kick-Ass. And I was like... If anything made me go... (gasps) It was those two things. Yeah, the, those two things made me go okay. These and the other even the girl. people who made the movie were kind of like, wow, we got like Jim Carrey and um, Leg <laughs> Legazamo 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 Legos Legaz. You just have to say it like it flows. Legazamo. Um, yeah, but they they seemed like they couldn't believe that they'd got these oh, come on. people. They made millions and millions and hundreds of millions of dollars on their last movie. Now this isn't directed by. Um, I don't like that fake modesty shit. This isn't directed by the same guy, um, Matthew Vaughn. Uh, he produced this movie, but did not direct. But it is directed by Jeff Wadlow, who... Did Did you watch the movie Never Back Down? The one about fighting? Like, um, I don't think so. I, would I, I? Yeah, I watched it, but I don't know how why I would have watched it. Um, would I have watched a movie all about fighting? Yeah, it's like it's a bit like Fast and the Furious, but it's like set around like a um, uh, underground fighting kind of thing. I, I watched it for some reason. I don't know why. It was quite a good movie. It was well made. He also made a movie called Cry Wolf, which I've never seen, but that's the one that um, what she called Night Bitch. Night Bitch in this movie starred in. 
I'd never seen that one. It's like, it looked like a horror movie when I went and looked at it. But um, the direction, it felt like Matthew Vaughn had made it. He, he definitely kept the same tone, same... Standards weren't as high, though. You even admit the special effects and the quality wasn't quite as high. No, not in parts. It was, no. but, but I felt the... And it was really sappy at times, way more than the other one. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I say it's really violent, but there are moments of doughy eyes and like da, 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 that last like two minutes. Of, I still think right. he kept that flow, that kind of like you know arrogant kind of edge that the movie has, like this almost punk-like thing. That's I disagree bit... with that, but I see what you're saying. I think it lost its that edge. Yeah, I, well, I don't feel that they feel mismatched is what I'm saying. It does feel like a true continuation of it. Even down, I wouldn't have known that Matthew Vaughn didn't do it. I, I think I'm just more... I'm hung up on origin stories. You know? They're the beginning of anything. Best, aren't they? They really the beginning are. of anything, you know, I don't but want it, to go but back. It ain't, it ain't actually um, 100% true, though, because in the Nolan trilogy... Oh my god, I'm so hot, dude. In the Nolan trilogy, Batman Begins is my least favorite, and that's the origin. Hmm. I like the middle one and the end one better than the first one. And they're not the origin story. The origin's that first one where he's Wait being, a, being a monk and stuff and all that, all that thing. Which I, I like that. Yeah, Explains who he is. Yeah, well, but to me, I prefer the other two. So it's not always true that I like the origin story, but I usually do. Like Spider-Man, I definitely do prefer to see him learning about his thing. Um, so extras for this Blu-ray, there are a few. Um, not as many as the original Kickass, though, and that is amazing. If you get that original Kickass Blu-ray, it's pretty cheap. I've seen it for four dollars on Amazon, and I watched it this week. There's an extra on that original one that's the making of Kickass, and it's two hours long, and it literally goes into everything. It'll put your wife to sleep. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. Not that um, it wasn't good, but it will put your wife to sleep. Now this one does does have a. Uh, making of Kick-Ass 2, but it's not quite as long and detailed as that. But there is information there. Um, so what you get here is extended scenes, you get a feature commentary, and the commentary is pretty cool because it's um, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Christopher mintz Plus, Chloe Grace Moretz, and the writer and director all in the one commentary, uh, which is pretty decent. I'll listen to that this week. You get an alternate opening... Um, I don't think the alternate opening is as good as no. what's in the movie. Um, it's really dark, really skeptical. Yeah, it's not as good. Yeah. Um, there's a Big Daddy Returns, the unshot scene, uh, which is... It's cool uh, if you're a kick-ass fan. <laughs> but it's not finished. Obviously, Nicolas Cage is not in this movie and neither is he in the deleted scene. It's dr- it's uh, storyboards. Um, there's an ass-kicking cast, street rules, showdown at the even lair, hit-girl attacks creating the van sequence, um, which is, those are all paired together to create the making of Kick-Ass 2. Um, there is no Jim Carrey talking about anything. They, we already saw them all training and stuff, though. So, yeah, they talk about Jim Carrey, but he's not there to say anything. But, That's um, because it was probably enough time passed when he was like, nope, not going to do it, interviews. Yeah. Which is fine. I have no problem with that. But um, in conclusion, it's a great Blu-ray. It's a really fun movie. It's not for kids, obviously. If you're a fan of the original, I can't see why you wouldn't like it. There might be bits like me that where you're like, yeah, I would have done that a little bit differently or whatever. But that van scene, I would have done that differently. Could have made it look so good because it was an awesome it, idea. Yeah, it, I mean, it doesn't look terrible. And it... If it was more serious film, you would be like, 
holy crap, what did they do there? That's horrible. If it was Batman Begins yeah. or something, you'd be like, why didn't? Why did that scene get... Why does that look bad? In this movie, it kind of... I don't give it a pass, but it kind of gets off a little bit because right. of it being a kind of a fluffy... Silly. And you're talking about how they put together the special effects. Yeah, there's a bit... There's a bit of obvious green screening and um, obvious... We we'll uh, call it Bond driving. Stunt girl. Because we've been watching <laughs> Bond, and for the first five, the backgrounds of driving are all wrong. Projections. Yeah, projections. I mean, this and might not be it projection. Like. It's probably green screen. But, but it looks like projection. It's bad looking. That's the thing. Yeah, it, looks, it actually looks magnified in a way. Yeah. So it doesn't it look weird. Right. And there's a lot of... Chloe Grace Moretz from behind and it's quite obviously not her it's somebody with a wig on and it's distracting they leave the camera on that a little bit too long the editor needed to like no that looks bad but I don't somebody know. was saying no that stunt cost us 50,000 yeah you need to dollars. see it. yeah it's one of those things it it also that scene none of the rest of the movie looks anything mm-hmm. there's no bad stuff anywhere else it's just this one all concentrated into this one scene mm-hmm. so maybe they paid some special effects house you know at these farm mm-hmm. it out to all different places maybe that place just didn't do it as well so in conclusion great film you enjoyed it i enjoyed it it has its edge that i'm not a fan of. i'm a kick-ass fan i can honestly say now i i actually bought some action for i like this. the idea that you make the world a better place than you found it. if you see somebody doing wrong and you absolutely do nothing to stop it, even if it's something small and stupid. Like, why not? I mean, I'm not talking about in a situation where somebody can punch you in the face. I'm just talking about little stuff. Then just do it. I think that I like that idea. Yeah, there's there's some good ideas in the whole movie, really. Yeah, and, and it makes it quite clear. No, don't go and buy a wetsuit on the internet <laughs> because you will probably get your throat you get slit. The, yeah, exactly. You'll get <laughs> so the, don't do yeah. that. Uh, so it makes it, it's it's actually responsible as well yeah, as being that's irresponsible. Not, that's not how it works, because people go, I can do that better than that guy. Yeah, probably. So uh, thanks to Universal for the Blu-ray. I recommend it highly. Um, if you want to enter a contest, go to com. You can win a contest. We've no game this week, because we're either not going to have one, or I'll figure one out eventually. Um, but I couldn't, I was. I tried to think of one this week, and they were too. all kind of cruddy, what I came came up with. So maybe you can suggest us one. Um, and next week's movie review will be Riddick on Blu-ray, which is the new Riddick, um, the third in the Pitch Black Chronicles of Riddick Riddick series. So uh, I, I, I'm a big fan of Pitch Black. Me too. Not so much a big fan of the, that other film, Chronicles Riddick. of Riddick. Right. But so. this could be good, could be bad, so we'll see next week. Uh, movie Are we going to catch up and watch them again? Yeah, I think we might watch the other two this week. Uh, movie recommendations. Uh, I am going with on the Kickass tip, the original Kickass, mm-hmm. because having seen it this week, um, it is a fantastic, fun, really interesting twist on superheroes. It's not the same as everything else. And Kill Bill, because it, this obviously, there are moments in the in, in the original Kickass and in this one where it's quite obvious they like Quentin Tarantino, right? Or, yeah. or that kind of thing, you know? The ultra-violent, cool music. Yeah. Um, and Kill Mixed Bill always... martial arts and all that. Kill Bill always comes to mind, obviously. Because, I mean, it's a masterpiece. Kill Bill. And mine are a little bit off the beaten path. I've watched, this week, started, because I've been sick, 
I said, I don't know what I did before Netflix came around when I was sick. And you said, watch TV. And I said, yeah, but it was horrible and boring because you just had to watch what was on. At least when I was little. You know, I had, like, two choices. So this week I found um, the Blue... This Blue Planet, I think it's called. Blue Planet. Blue... uh, No, it's not Blue Planet. It's about the oceans and the sea. It's a BBC life. thing, right? BBC, David Attenborough on Netflix. And the other one is Mammals. All of every episode. It's like six or seven episodes for each show. And it's really good. I love documentary type of stuff. And he's like right there with the armadillo on the ground. And he's right there with the lions about two feet away from him, you know, on this wherever. And I just think if you have an opportunity, if you are sick and you just want something. Now, to be honest, a couple of them put me to sleep. Because his voice is very... Yeah, you were definitely asleep. I came in the bedroom and uh, he was talking and you was asleep. His voice is very soothing. And that's why I think I could lay there when I felt my worst and listen to him. And then I would drift off to sleep and wake up and he'd still be talking and I'd rewind. So, to Attenborough, David Attenborough, BBC specials on Netflix. Check him out. Alright, so games and Ace Scully stuff. I've only been playing a couple of games this week. I just wanted to mention this one game. I've played it before, but I've played it again because it was in the Steam sale and I wanted to play the PC version. It's Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. Um, I would put it up there with Ico and Shadow of the Colossus. Wow. It's one. It's an emotional kind of game. It. What the thing is about the game is these two brothers, Right? There's no dialogue in the entire game, like Ico. There's no dialogue. Um, everything's communicated in uh, movements and maybe some simlish kind of talking. But um, it starts off, a little boy, I would say he's about seven or eight years old, and he's at the grave of his mother, and he's looking at the grave. And then the older brother, I would say the older brother's 15, comes up, and they both walk away from the grave and they their father's ill as well. Like, their mother died, their father's ill. And they go back to the house. And that sounds cheery. And he's on, he's on, he's got something wrong, he can't breathe properly or whatever. And the brothers know of, it's in this old worldy kind of fable kind of place. His brothers know and they're told by, well, there's communicated to that, there's something that can save your father. You can go on this adventure and you can go and get it. So the whole game is you going to find this thing to rescue your father so he doesn't die like the mother. And you find out along the way through cutscenes, which I won't spoil, how the mother died and why that is important to right. the story. Um, so you got these two brothers. And the unique thing about this game is each brother is comp- controlled by a half of the controller. So one half, and it's very minimal controls. You can use the trigger to do things, anything. Like, it's just a contextual, if you stand near something and press the trigger, they'll do it. And you use the stick to move the brother. That's it. They're the whole controls. So right hand trigger, left hand trigger, and for the two brothers. The brothers can interact with each other. Like, the little brother can't swim. He's really scared of the water. But the big brother's a good swimmer. So the little brother, if you hold his context button, he can hold on to the big brother and the big brother can swim across things. And there's different things. The the big brother obviously can't get into small gaps, so the little brother can be used. So there's puzzles involving like the two brothers. Why do you find it so intriguing? Uh, because I've played it all the way through and it's... If you think it's like sounds 
like you said, cheery. Mm-hmm. No. It's a very emotional journey. And I don't want to spoil anything. So don't. No, I'm not going to. But it it's an emotional journey. And the controls where you use half of the controller for each brother. And over time, you kind of... It's almost like natural. Like, I know this is the big brother on the right. And I know this is the little brother on the left. So you get this kind of attachment to the controller. It's weird, like an emotional attachment to the control scheme. (laughs) And the control scheme, something happens to it at one point. And it's the first time ever in a game. So you've just spoiled it for... No, something happens to the controls. No, I haven't spoiled it. Right, but now they're going to wait for that. Right, but what I'm saying is the first time in a game where... No, I haven't spoiled anything. No, not... not, not Yeah, but whoever's listening will then wait for that to happen. And you didn't know it was going to happen the first time you did it. Uh, I don't think that would... No, the no, element of surprise it, was it probably pretty big tell. No, uh, regardless, it wouldn't change. That wouldn't change. I'm being careful here not to spoil anything. But the, it's the only game ever that I've played where the control scheme can evoke the emotion, and it's it's really a weird thing. I don't know how they did it. It's actually made by uh, Star Starbreeze Studios, and they're the game the guys who made the Riddick games, funnily enough, which were really good, actually, really good movie games. And this game was made by a Dutch film director. Now, the actual film director made the game. So, it has a lot of movie... What was the name of it again? Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. So, uh, it's the best thing about it is it's a downloadable game. It's about four hours long. Which you might think that's really short, but no, it's an awesome four hours. So it's like, no, it's fine, and it, it costs less than five dollars on Steam. It's probably the best, you know, four hours you'll have played on a video game. I, I saw it in a lot of top ten lists for last year. It is that good, and it's a weird kind of nobody knows what it is kind of underground. It's not an indie game because it's like triple A, like everything about it, but it's a cool game. Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons. And the other game I've been playing on the PS3 is Gran Turismo 6, which you bought me for Christmas. I did. And i got to say, it's on the PS3, not the PS4, which a lot of people were like, oh, why? Like, we've got the PS4 now. Why has it not got super-duper graphics and it be on the PS4? Actually, it doesn't matter. I've been playing it on the PS3 this week. They fixed, like, everything about Gran Turismo 5 that I didn't like. And what I didn't like about Gran Turismo 5 was uh, it has really horrible load times. And I said to you, the fifth one, from you pressing the button to say I want to do this race to you actually pulling the accelerator to start off the finish line, off the start line, it's two minutes, which you might think, oh, that's not long. Well, it is when you're doing hundreds of races. There's like these two-minute periods where you're just like, okay, then, come on. They fixed all that. In this game, um, all what it does is it installs itself to the hard drive as it goes along. So the first time you play a race, it might be a little bit slower to load the race, but then from that point onwards, if you ever get back to that track, it just loads. And it loads as quick as wait, 10 seconds. It's it's quick. It's like you press the button, you can start the race. So I applaud them for that. The graphics are about the same as the fifth one, actually. It's on the PS3, and they were pushing the PS3. But it's fine. It looks really good. Yeah, it looks really good. That's what I'm saying. But they're about the same. It, I, th- I don't think... If I was playing 5 and then playing 6 and you walked in, I don't think you'd be able to tell the difference. They don't look different. 
What they have done, though, is in the fifth one, is the interior of the car. And I play from the interior view. That's how I play Gran Turismo. I don't like to see the car. I want to be in the car looking at the wheel. In the last one, five, there was a bunch of cars, maybe a thousand cars. But only, like, 5% of them have they modelled the inside of the car. And all the rest of them just had this generic... Right. In this one, all 1,200 of the cars have had the interiors modelled. That might not sound like a big deal, but it does. Because when you sat inside a car in the other one, and there's just this generic interior that has no badges on it or anything, it just doesn't look like the inside of the car you're supposed to be driving. Now, if you're inside a Bugatti Veyron, it looks exactly like a Bugatti Veyron from the inside. So it makes a hell of a difference... It must have took them forever to do 1,200 car interiors. Um, There's 70 tracks in this game, which is insane. Rally driving, NASCAR driving, go-kart racing. There's even a level on the moon, which is anti-gravity rate. Well, there's low gravity, so it's weird. Um, There's also, uh, yeah, go-karts. There's normal driving as well. All kinds of different classes of driving. A really cool career progression thing that you go through. You just, I think it, it must be a hundred hour game. Um, there's so much to do. I think it looks really good. If you're a racing fan, you'd be silly not to play it. I mean, I hear a lot of people saying, oh, "I'm not playing a PS3 game. I've got a PS4 now." You're doing yourself a disservice not playing it because it's so good. It's not coming on the PS4. Not from what they've said. I imagine Gran Turismo 7 will be on the PS4 probably in a couple of years or whatever. But um, yeah, pick it up. Uh, It's Gran Turismo 6 and it's on PlayStation 3. So, Sidtop, what's for dinner? Probably nothing today because you're... No, not nothing. You will be making the other pizza. Probably. Or you can make you a burger and there's some fries. I can make whatever I like. Well, you can make whatever's in there. My nice sister brought us... Some supplies yesterday when I was not able to get my head around driving the car. So, just kind of like whatever the man food is for tonight. That's what and what's your advice? Don't be sick is my advice. Yeah, don't be sick. I don't have any advice today, unfortunately. Start the new year. Maybe when you're sick, don't have a really shitty attitude. Like, I am down because I'm sick, but I'm just, I'm not like miserable and so when you're sick and it depends on how sick you are like right now all i really want to do is go lay down but you know you perk up a little bit do a little talking then after this you should just go and lay down yeah, and go sleep my, no i don't want to go to sleep you always say that well that's what i when i'm ill i just want to go to sleep oh yeah i can't sleep with the usually. coughing the coughing doesn't let me sleep so right. i'll try but that's my advice Alright, so I want to remind you about our websites, aschoolie.com, sidtor.com. You can catch us on Twitter, Facebook. You can also catch this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, the Zoom Marketplace, uh, Xbox Music Place, whatever you call that thing. Go to aschoolie.com, click on the word podcast, you can subscribe. We're on Stitcher as well. You can email me at aschoolie.com, don't email sidtor because she's sick. And... You do know that you can get germs from emails, so... Yeah, you you really can. And um, stay classy, uh, kick ass. I would like to see Kikas 3 made. Thank you. I guess I think for yourselves, because if you don't do it, someone is doing it for you.